Man, oh man, it is that time of the year. Everybody is uh, gathered around the damn Christmas tree. I know I am. I've been ripping up presents, ripping paper to absolute shreds. Um, I can't find the edge of the sellotape. Can anyone else? I'm having a big problem over here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it is Christmas. Uh, You've all survived, uh, you know, 19. 20, 21, 22, we're not gonna stop. I can tell you that much, ladies and gentlemen. And what have we just started? Man, oh man, we've just started uh, this Talk Back Sundays. So I advise if you're thirsty or if you're in a rush, go ahead, uh, grab yourself a drink. And on that note, smoke them if you got them. Uh, everybody, we're gonna have a big old show tonight. Uh, it's your brother, Benny Mac. And we're back, spreading a little bit of Christmas joy right here on Talking Smack with Benny Mac. I'm ready to talk fishing. Who's ready to talk fishing? Good man. I'm ready to talk fishing, buddy. How about you, man? I think everybody at home's ready to talk fishing. It's that time of year, you know. What they want to do is they want to get out into nature and at the same time provide kai for the fano, maybe for the community, uh, show themselves off as a bit of an alpha male in the clan, earn a bit of kudos uh, and love and admiration along the way. And, um, man, what does fishing mean to you? I, I actually, it's funny you say that. I it's, it is a lot about uh, getting out there with the Fano. I think, uh, and, and enjoying just uh, that beautiful creation out there, isn't it? Um, especially here yeah, in Auckland, really is. We are in New Zealand, man. We're pretty pretty blessed with what we've got around us. So, uh, it's a good way to get out and enjoy it. Yeah, it's a real sort of uh, tangible. Uh, uh, it's a tangible thing uh, that you can do while exploring, while going on a bit of an adventure, and um, and and you might even make a few discoveries along the way. Because man, oh man, it's like a—I mean, they call it the underwater world, don't they? And it truly is. It's awesome, man. Yeah, what you see out there is quite incredible. Sometimes it's, uh, you go out to try and catch a fish, but uh, you end up seeing a great big whale or. <laughs> flounder swimming along the surface and 20 meters of water what's a flounder doing swimming on the surface at 20 meters i do not know but strange yeah <laughs> yeah 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 maybe catching a little bit of warmth up there in the in the upper column and um i mean fishing um when was the last time you went fishing uh there brother mate well i try and do it once a week i don't always oh, manage it I've kind of got a business to run at the same time, but I've got a pretty good excuse to get out and give it a go. So, um, yeah, trying to get out as much as we can. Well, yeah. you, you're you're sort of a bit of an enabler, I hear that you're a bit you're sort of enabling these people to get out there and not only live their best life, but catch some of the best fish out there with some of the best product. Uh, what's That's, the hype? What's all the hype about? Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, yeah, we we tried to do something different, a bit of a kiwi thing, eh? Um, and try, trying to, um, I guess you could say, my aim is is like to make fishing New Zealanders and fishing like New Zealanders in the America's Cup or like New Zealanders in rugby. You know, at yeah, the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most fish shows kind of actually, I say it's a shame, but most fish shows 
look to Japan for their for their products. You know, they think the premium stuff comes out of Japan, and I'm kind of going, we've got to change that. Okay, so um, so how do we change that? I mean, a good way of changing that's through innovation. Am I right? That's the one, mate. That's right here. Let's start right here. I've even got the light going for you. Can you can you see? Oh, you oh, you got it on the screen there. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we're all about. Making stuff that's a bit different. So, um, so you you're saying making it? It, yeah. it is made here. It's not. It's designed here. Unfortunately, um, fishing lures would be about four or five times the price if they were actually manufactured in New Zealand. Um, okay, but, but it's designed here, is it? It's designed here. It's. I, I make. Um, I make the little molds and make all the prototypes here, and, and test them yeah. in New Zealand waters, and then the actual manufacturer happens offshore. Okay, so you're making it happen. You're making it happen, and you're turning New Zealand designs into reality, and you're getting it out there, and you're innovating, and you're letting people. It's almost like you're open sourcing the the the, the R and D on this one. Yeah, we try and take people on the journey. Eh? That's what I found quite early on. You know, I designed my first lure, and the, the point of difference, if you look at that little graphic there, you can see me actually sticking a light into that fishing lure that's on that. Um, the web page you just put up? Yeah, yeah, on the mouse there. Yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. Okay. Oh, so you're actually, oh, you're inserting uh, one of these. Is that a disco light, is it? Is it sort of a yeah. disco light or yeah. something different? Kind of what we call it. You can see one you can see one flash in there on, this, on my screen now. So I put a bit of toothpaste uh-huh. on it. Secret ingredient. If you want it to flash forever, put toothpaste on it. So there we go. That's, that's, um, that's what we started out with, a, a lure with a flashing light in it. And it kind of captured everybody's imagination. Fortunately, it captured a lot of fish too, so we were on one. <laughs> because, um, I mean, you know, people could say you're throwing technology, but this is sort of um, innovating through nature because um, there are some um, sort of, it's almost, I don't know if it's called electroluminescence, but there are fish that actually produce low voltage, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, yeah, so there's all of that going on. But then that's kind of often really deep, Benny, you know, when you're out fishing in the real deep. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Have you ever taken the kids down to the wharf and you're catching sprats? Yes. And there's been thousands of sprats down there, and one of your kids will catch one. And you'll know you've caught that one because there's that one fish that's going like this and reflecting the light, and all the others right. are kind of chilled. And, and yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. as well. So... So one of the things I did really early on was um, just even before I decided to go into business, just to test if it would work, was we actually, we did a trial where we had um, two identical fishing lures and one had this light going and one without. And um, yeah. And so what we did is we filmed for two hours. I actually cut the hooks off because I just wanted to see if the fish yes. were more interested in one lure than the other. Two hours of filming, 36 strikes on the lure that didn't have a light in it. And 104 on the one with the light, and that was what wow. made me kind of go. This is doing something. You know? This is making a difference. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. And um, so everyone, I guess, is curious about how they're powered. Are they rechargeable? All those sort of questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, unfortunately, not rechargeable um, because when you make one of these things, it's got to be able to withstand some serious amounts of pressure. So yeah, I've actually, I, I've got mates up on the far north. We go fishing in a place the locals call the Abyss, which is out off Karikari Peninsula. 
and okay. drop one of these lights for 800 metres and leave it down there for half an hour and it comes up going going fine. So, you know, so it's, that's pretty serious pressure at that depth. Um, and the yeah, way it's it was a sealed here, unit. Yeah, yeah. So it's got, a, it's got a battery in there and a little circuit board and it's actually, there's actually a little like a cup, that little plastic thing's got a little kind of a cup shape and you push yeah. all that down into the resin and then the yes. resin oozes up right and then you put the cap on. So it becomes like one solid unit when you're finished. So there's no air bubbles or anything. You can, you know, you can replace it. When we first that went to market, a lot of people, oh, how long is it? What am I going to do when it goes flat? Truth is, it actually catches fish when it's flat anyway. But but you can whack it out and glue another yeah. one in. Yeah. And they're good for yeah. about yeah, yeah, yeah. 70 hours. So, yeah. Oh, good. Yep, and you can turn them on and off. How, how, what's the procedure for that? Yeah, is that the so case? I, I, I put some toothpaste on this one today just to keep it going for you. But normally, as soon as it as soon as it dries out, I'm just going to try and make it dry out for you. As soon as it dries out, it turns off. So here we go. Here's yeah, okay. I, got, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So this one, this one, now I'm going to lick my finger. This will be my personal one. It's got my germs on it now. But here you go. Lick my finger. <laughs> it's going, and then it dries out. And then it's oh going. Yeah, yeah, see? So um so okay. it's good for 70 when it's wet. And to be honest, most people have lost their lure before it's been in the water for 70 hours. Oh, I know what you're saying, man. Whether it hits a rock or whether a fish gets a bit sort of aggressive on the end of the line or seaweed or whatnot, yeah. user error. You know, we've all been there. Um 70 hours, man. I mean, I don't know the last time I went fishing for 70 hours. <laughs> But um, what the water switch? That's a gen- That's genius. Is that the sort of thing that um, they use on cars when the, when it starts raining? You want the windscreen wipers to go or something? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, other people might be familiar with. In New Zealand, we have what we call like a flounder light. You know, when you're out, maybe when you're a kid, you went out with a tilly lantern or whatever, looking for flounder. Nowadays, the little light you put on the water, it's got two little probes on it. Yeah. As soon as you get a wet contact across them, that's what's happening. You get a wet contact, and it's just telling that circuit to turn on. So, yeah. Yeah, right, 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 right. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. And um, it sounds like a real winner. Now, you've sort of um, taken this to the next step. And, uh, I mean, damn. A lot of people, I mean, a lot of people have almost actually got more time for fishing am i right with all these lockdowns and um and of course what goes with that it's important to have a um a business that can survive um an online business it's great to have an online marketplace and you've created uh, a solution to a problem that every fisherman faces and even fisher people yeah. You know, we're not non-gender specific, we're gender fluid. There's nothing more fluid than fishing, am I right? And um, you, you've created a subscription system. Yeah, yeah, what uh, we've got down, yeah. There's, there's actually a crew of people that just, you know, fishermen are like magpies, fisher people, fisher women. Uh, you know, they want to... <laughs> it's all right, you know, we've already yeah. done the disclaimer, now, now we can just talk freely. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> Because I found, you know, I had this I, this lure, I thought it was good, you know, and I'd go into shops and people would be going, oh, what, what have you got next for us? And for a while, I actually got a bit ticked with that, to be honest. It was like, I've made something really good, why do you want something else, you know? But, yeah, but then right. it, was kind of, it was an epiphany. It was like, okay, we're going to 
we're going to play to this. We're going to come up with a new. We basically we come up with something new every three months, and we put it in that subscription. Yeah, cool, box. cool, cool. And, yeah, so yeah. It's and what it does is it, actually I created a second business to do it because because Globite supplies all the shops, but by yeah. having guys that get this little box every every three months in the post, then they're like my test team, you know, because they've Perfect. got one. They've already invested their money, like you said before. Now suddenly, where's the enablers giving them an excuse to go fishing again? They've got to go out and try it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that means we're getting good buzz around the new products when they come out. Yeah. Well, I mean, these fly fishing guys have been doing it for years, you know. They've got every kind of uh, thing you can even think of imaginable under the sun. Thousands of these little um, lures... Uh, why shouldn't it be the same for uh, fishermen that, that are fishing? I guess this is, is this specifically sort of ocean fishing targeted? Yeah, yeah, we've we've kind of, I guess you, you play to your strengths and, and you start local and you grow from there. And so we've we've targeted stuff that works for New Zealand fish species primarily. Although we're starting, yeah. like, actually supplying a lot of stuff into France now. We're getting some really good feedback from there. Um, yeah. I, I, we're supplying a lot of stuff to Australia, so so fish are fish, you know. But we have kind of targeted the, the salt water market more at this stage. I've had a few guys go and try them down on the canals for trout and um, um, big um, uh, salmon. Um, but yep. so far, we haven't got very far because one of the things would be a lot of those fish, even though they've got huge as gobs on you know the trout have got a big mouth right? but they tend to take yep. a really small hook and a small right. about flies they tend to go you know you've got to match the hatch and they tend to be eating small things yeah and uh, yeah so we haven't cracked it i'd say with the fresh water yet but i see there's yep. a few guys pop up on the feed there from the states and and i mean your bass are different over there you know they've got a huge as mouth too and when i look yep. at Look at some of the stuff that's coming out of the states. Maybe our lures would work quite well there. So you know, I guess what we're saying is it's the early days, mate. There's there's lots of places yeah. we could go. Places yeah, quite right. Yeah. Oh, very good, very good. Now, um, so do you have a workshop or a um, a research lab or some sort of area that you're doing this stuff at? Yeah, well, to be honest, you know, the best thing is to convince my wife that the boat's the lab. You know, it's best for us to be out on yeah. the boat. Best research. The research itself. <laughs> so, so we've got a, got a few, few mate, you know, get invited out in a lot of boats, to be honest. And, yeah, uh, good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then at home, just, just in, in my little workshop here, pottering away. And and to be honest, yeah, my good. desk is atrocious because I'm surrounded by little knickknacks all the time because I guess that's what feeds the brain cells, eh? You're trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you're playing around all the time. Yeah, yeah, it must be quite interesting because I mean I've seen the different colours and the different paint finishes that you're working with, and it's similar to um, like almost like an auto body shop or um, you're making models or something because yeah. um, you've got to work on form of them and then um, and then the, the, obviously the finish. What goes into getting that sort of that mirror? sort of sparkle uh, my, to be honest mate that's an expertise that my manufacturers have got down pat mate to be, I'll be really honest with you 
in New Zealand, one of the best colours that you can go fishing with is bright orange. You know, we call it like day glow orange, you know? Yeah. This, this lure here has got quite a bit of that colour on it. Probably doesn't show up yeah, quite so well. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and you can achieve that with your, your $10 can of um, spray paint from, from Bunnings or something. So often my my prototype lures, you know, where I'm I'm making a mould, I'm pouring a lure out of lead often and, and testing the action. I'm filming it under the water. I'm filming how the fish interact with it. And often okay. I've just, just painted it from a highway orange, mate. <laughs> and that, yeah. that, that, that's enough for me to see that it's working. And then I get my, my, my factory to make it and all those other colours and we start experimenting and making sure we've got the colours right. We've got what the fish are after. So. so they're quite heavy. You said you make them out of lead. Are the finished product quite heavy as well? Yeah, depending on depending on um, what we're dealing with. So we've got um, like I've just released a line of, of lures for soft baiting. It's not just about lights. Another thing we started playing with soft is you can okay. get, yeah, you can get fish attractant. You can get a paste that normally just yeah. gets wiped wiped on a lure. You know, it stinks. You know, and and. But it comes off really fast. Like I find that you cast that lure and it's all gone by the time you've got it back to the boat. So we've been playing around with, oh, you can see, yeah, you've got it coming up in the middle of that screen. Yeah, so probably yeah, right. that's, a, that's an American company that we're just on selling some of this stuff, but it's good stuff. But what we've yeah, done perfect. is we've made, you know, I used to have a lot of fun. Here's another lure. This is what we call the grumpy fish. So it's kind of, okay. it's got a lead head on it and then it's got um, this long, curly tail that waves around in the in the current so um so there's a grumpy fish and then i say to people well, can you guess, benny can you guess what that hole is underneath see that see that hole i'm just trying to get the right to the camera there for you yeah. yeah you can even see a little okay daylight through the back what's that about man why are we putting a hole like that in the bottom of our lure what do you reckon is that so that uh it catches a little bit of water and it adjusts the angle of the the, um, the lure is it skips or something? That sounds really technical. I, I should go with something like that, eh? Because I think <laughs> Yeah, like a little <laughs> front aileron, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I had actually, I put it up on Facebook. I had everybody guessing. What, what are we? What are we doing here? What are we putting this hole on here for? You know that, that other stuff you got on screen? That Pro Q Oh, the a little square has. nozzle on it. So the little nozzle end is square. So it fits perfectly into here. And then you and then you fill up that cavity with your with your butt juice or your whatever that other one was your um, yeah right eh? or whatever and it and it takes when it went on so one then, yeah yeah it takes about all bloody tuna that's right mate it takes about half an hour for it to bleed out slowly behind the lure so you've got now you've got light uh, of course scent going out as well so yeah of course so, it all makes you know, sense now yeah, it all makes know. sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there we yeah, go. I can cool. say it, but I won't. I won't say that. But, um, now, um, yeah. there was a bit of this talk of a wee a little while ago about pheromones. Is that this sort of thing, or is this something yeah. else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they that, that particular company, um, they reckon that they you know they're using amino acids and, and bite attractants. To be honest, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have played around with making my own, but it's quite complex business making that place. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Um, so as far as the shop goes, I mean, 
everybody loves shopping and and shopping from the the uh oh so here's the grumpy fish here we were just talking about that one there yep. now um it's interesting it almost looks like a the head of a fish yeah uh the big eye is so the big eye is that the flashing light that's the flashing light yeah yeah the big white unit in there yeah okay and so i mean i'll just go full screen on that um so that people can see the eye and the shape of it does the whole white piece flash or is it just the little green piece or how does the light actually uh, yeah, it's actually part of the light lights yeah it's actually I, I, when we come back i'll show you um on one on this other one as well i'll put my toothpaste back on it again and you'll see that inside it's actually got um it's got a circuit board in there and it's got three little leds um and they're in three alternate positions around the light so 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 yeah there's here we go it's going again now so so one of them's green, one of them's red, and one of them's white. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, which I think actually helps because, you know, not only are we, because colour is really important to fish. You know, there'll be days when yeah. that pink lure is working really well. There'll be another day when an orange lure is working really well. Um, yeah. And by having having a light with the three colours in it as well, I think you just come yep. from your bases quite nicely with that as well. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good. And I mean, if um, I mean, I saw you had some disco lights on there. Yeah. And it's um, obviously Christmas time. Everyone's feeling a little bit festive. Let me just bring that back up on the screen. You had some clip-on ones, and I thought, sheesh, you just about actually um, wear these to the Christmas. Uh, uh, you know, if you've got your yeah. ears pierced, yeah, you just about know. wear them to the thing. Yeah, yeah. My, to be honest. One of the cool, one of the things I've loved about getting into this business has been um, having having my wife Carly is is a big part of what we're doing as well, and then having my kids come along. So we do like the boat show every year here in Auckland, and um, and my kids come along and help me on the stand. You know, I do twist their arm a bit at times. Oh, they, that sounds fun! I teach them the you know the whole sales pitch, and then my daughter, yeah, she was walking around with a couple of those in her ears, and I said, just. You know, Looking flash. Oh, the boat show was like a dream. I remember going uh, to that as a youngster. And um, I tell you, um, I always enjoyed those. I mean, that's probably why I've got the headset thing now. There's nothing better than like a live demonstration. Uh, you know, they've got the, the microphones up. Um, the, I, I remember one they sort of had, um, the guy was sort of pouring coke all over the carpet and sort of mopping it up. And... Um, and then there's another guy, and he had sort of like this um, machine that could sort of cut glass, and it was all this sort of uh, some sort of cool as cut glass cutter. I mean, I don't know who, who needs to be cutting glass on their day to day, but um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it was always fun, quite fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it is cool. And and to be honest, four days of that, and I can't talk properly for about another ten days after. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I can imagine. And that's where I think like holograms and things like that are really going to be quite helpful in the future. You know, someone will be inter interacting with like a hologram AI or something. Um, they'll be able to be enthusiastic all day long. That'd be good. That would be, that would be very nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I think some CEO of a um, motor company hologrammed into an auto show recently. So it's definitely happening. 
and they've got some pretty incredible technology that makes it look very, very, um, you know, you can perceive depth and all that sort of thing with the hologram. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, have you been involved in any of these fishing shows in any way? I mean, it used to be um, reality shows, but everyone yeah. was on an island doing challenges. Then it was um, home renovation. Everyone was trying not to fall off ladders and fall in a can of paint. And then it was um, cooking. So everyone would be running around in circles in the kitchen, trying not to, you know, give themselves uh, burns and things like that. And then for a while there, it seemed like there was everywhere everyone left, right, and centre was jumping out of heli- helicopters and trying to catch uh, marlins and yeah. uh, swim with sharks and shark week and um, hillbilly hand fishing and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Have you been yeah. involved in any shows or anything like that along along the years? Yeah, man, we, we had a really we had a really lucky break right in our first year. We actually. We actually um, we launched on Kickstarter, to be honest, back in 2018, and uh, and it was good just to put the word out. There. Yeah, yeah. So, so and then we did that first boat show, and as a result of that, um, Graham Sinclair had us on his gone fishing show, and it was probably one of possibly his last season, I think, that he was doing that. Oh, gotcha. But that was, you know, it's amazing, eh? And I thought TV was kind of dying, but it was amazing how many people. I saw you on TV. You know, that was that was it was a really good break for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's great that. Yeah, it's interesting. And sometimes some of those shows, you don't realise how many freaking times they rerun them, you know? Yeah, yeah, true, that's true. And at late night and on random Sky channels that you never knew about and all this, that and the other. No, it's good. TV is good. And they generally do a real good job of telling your story and getting uh, a product and idea across and all the rest, you know? So I might, yeah, I've, I've tried to get Clark, you know, I want to sponsor Clark Gayford, but we haven't quite managed to tie it up yet. We're working on it. Oh, good. Well, I, I know that he's been working with this guy called Mike Banner. So have you heard of him? I have. Mike yeah. Banner? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he, he that's who he used to work with. Um, I went on a little bit of an excursion with, with Clark right around the time that Jacinda got uh, elected, actually. And um, it was right around that um, time where it was all sort of up in the air, when it was sort of like the recount sort of thing, you know? We demand yeah. a recount, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was good. It was a good trip. We went out to Waikiki, and um, and went around the back there, and um, picked up a chef on Waikiki Island. No, nice. and he came aboard, and yeah. then um, brought some ingredients with him and some nice wine and stuff like that, and then went round, and then Clark was targeting um, like red um, coloured fish. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. For the theme yeah. of the show, it was kind of like Chinese New Year theme or something like this, because yeah. of course yeah. they're catering to the international market, yeah. so they've got to work these storylines in. So he was targeting red fish, and then he oh. got in and went spear fishing and uh, as well. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. some you know real fishing, some trawling, some spear fishing, mixing it up a bit, and oh, then awesome. they had a bit of a cook up and yeah. um, enjoyed the, a few wines and things like that. And um, that's sort of his, that's how they were doing his show. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's entertaining, up. Good stuff. Yeah, and you just go away for a couple of days, and, and the boats, they just sort of go, um, oh, this boat um, agent's got this one here that's for sale. We're going to take it out, and you basically turn it into a little pitch for the for the boat I that's have- for sale, don't you? <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, yeah, that's how they yeah. seem to be doing some of the episodes anyway. I only did yeah. one episode with them, and then uh, I think life changed for Clark a wee bit there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not a bad idea. Nice or something all of a sudden, eh? Yeah, I mean, it's a studio that could be worth a half a million dollars, and you don't have to own it, eh? You can just yeah, well, it. that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 people are, and people were happy to see their product showcased on TV, and it's yeah. good for that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're, you're always innovating. Um, the LED is 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 a success. Yeah. But you know, a good innovator and and a man like yourself, I'm sure, never sort of rests on his laurels. You must always be sort of thinking, how do we make it better? How, what what's the new technology? How am I going to uh, future proof this or new concepts or building on to the ideas? Hmm. Hmm. You're going to ask me to try and tell you what's coming next. Is that what you're going to do, Benny? Well, um, I don't know, man. What, what, what's happening? Have we, have we got any sort of new product lines that are on the horizon? I mean, no, this, this one's a winner. You, you yeah. must surely be looking at it, diversifying your portfolio, as they say. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the beauties of fishing. It's, it's been around a long time. Eh? People have been doing fishing for yeah. a while. You know? <laughs> so there's been a whole lot of yeah. different ways that we fish happen over time and um, yeah. and so it's kind of there's a lot of other stuff we've done and, and to be honest my head's kind of I got five or six things I want to work on and, and which is good yeah. to, to successfully you know have a product ready to market and, and have it for that subscription box we're planning six months to a year out with developing stuff and you need to be developed yeah, of course. to make sure you've got something that's, that's going to be a winner so so yeah, yeah, yeah so we're right. currently on what's going to begin spring and summer of next year. And, yeah, of uh, course. So the subscription service is always demanding that you're you're creating. But so so how many have you made so far? Oh, I was just saying, I think we've probably got about eight eight different products. I think there's been one or two that perhaps have worked out a bit too expensive, or you're not always going to. They might catch fish, but they don't necessarily catch the fishermen. You've got to do both. Um, and so there's been one or two that have kind of gone by the wayside on the way, but um, yeah. So at the moment we've got lures for kingfish there, lures for snapper, lures for soft baiting, which could be freshwater or, or saltwater. Those little disco clips you're looking at, the little clip-on lights, we've got people using them when they're bait fishing, when they're surf casting or putting out their contiki, you know. So there's there's a lot yep. of different things that, that we're working on. Yeah. And these lightning Yeah, that's a, that's a Typically, what people would regard as a kingfish lure in New Zealand, it's called a mechanic okay. jig. Have you ever seen people on the boat and they kind of they drop something down and then they just go on this flat out? You know, they're pulling their hand up and, <sighs> and whirling it. It's, it's jigging. It's jigging. Yeah, it's right. Making your lure go straight up through the water column and kind of flutter as it does it. To me, it's the most. Uh, you know, how could that ever fool a fish? But kingfish are really inquisitive, and and um, they're almost like. The puppy dogs at the sea, you know, they'll see something and they've got to get, they've got to have it, especially if it's shiny. And so you're trying to. So how big's that hook? How big? Yeah. How big the hook? Um, about about yay far across. So the, on the big ones, you could probably just about fit a golf ball. Across. Yeah, so it's a decent hook. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big that's a big lure. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're three hundred and four hundred grams and and about three hundred, nearly four hundred millimeters long. So. Oh wow! Okay, so that's huge. Yeah. And um, oh, crikey! So the um, 
All right, so I'm just going to look back to products here. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've looked, we've, we've talked about the disco clips, we've talked about the lightning rods, these dragster lures, they yeah. kind of look like a, um, a goldfish. That orange <laughs> yeah. one does, doesn't it? That orange one does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's I'm the story sure. of these fellas? I'm sure there's no not a flounder anywhere in the sea that's that colour. But yeah, they're they are an imitation flounder. Um and uh-huh. and um, a lot of places you'll catch fish and they'll be chock full of flounder. You know, you'll open up their stomach when you're taking them home and, and they're chock full of flounder. So flounder's obviously a um a really a key food for quite a few fish. Um, yes. in fact I don't know if you've heard of it, Benny, but um you can fish right up in the estuaries with those lures, like right up on the back of the harbours and that. And and sometimes in, there's a place down in the Tauranga Harbour that's famous for this, and a lot of the other harbours are the same, where you'll get a stingray cruising along yeah. up, on, up in the shallows. And if you look carefully, there'll be a kingfish following it, or even two or three of them riding along just almost on top of it. Because what they're doing is the little flounder, when the kingfish is swimming around, the flounder sees him coming and he goes, ooh, and he sticks to the bottom, right? You know, and he doesn't move and the kingfish never sees him. But when a big, scary stingray comes along, the flounder freaks out and he shoots away. And that's what the kingfish is waiting for. As soon as that flounder darts away, the king, he's in there and grabs him. So that was part of what inspired us to do that lure, you know? So now you've got something that you can be standing there in the harbour, you can watch these kingies come, or these flounder, these um, stingrays coming past, and you can actually yeah. cast your little flounder, and as the stingray goes past, make like it's been disturbed, and wind it back towards you, and the kingy comes in and grabs it. So, um, and there's no, there's nothing more fun than catching a big, powerful kingfish in less than a meter of water. <laughs> just go flat out. So, no um, doubt. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, so, um, so now again, what sort of side are these? Are we talking like, uh, you know? When I think of a flounder, I'm thinking like a plate. Yeah, yeah, plate yeah. fish. These are the babies. So they're only they're about 12, 120 millimeters long, including those oh, yeah. tasselly sort of tails. So, I mean, you could cut the tails off if you really wanted it to look like a flounder. So it would sort of sit in the palm of your hand, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, and sort of, I mean, I see that it's got these little um, perforations down the side of it. Yeah. Um, what is the um, hooking technique for these? Are you sort of going in through the top of the head and out the belly, or is it more sophisticated than that? Yeah, I should have bought it. I actually don't think I've bought one with me, but um, yeah, I'm going to draw it on a piece of paper for you. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. It's a bit more ingenuity for you. Um, because actually when I made that lure, it inspired a whole new kind of um, soft bait jig head for me. Um, which we've just taken to market. It's the thing that we've just released. How well can you see my picture there, Benny? Okay, let me just bring you up on full screen. I'll just click across to your tab here. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, I was just getting a little bit uh, inquisitive there. Can you see Okay. Yeah, so this is this is what we call a worm hook, and I'm getting all arsy boo because I forget which is left and right on the camera. But there we go. So this is the, um, this is where your, your eye of your hook is here, but it's sitting. Yeah. So you can't see the eye of the hook. And then obviously there's your hook. That's where you tie off to. So what you actually do with those flounder, and, and we've designed these things now that it can be used with lots of other kinds of lures as well, is um, if we were looking at it sideways, I'm just going to draw it on here for you. Yeah. Now I'm just going to have to hash 
hash it so you can see what it looks like. There we go. Can you see that now? Up on full screen, can you see? Absolutely. I'm just going to go nose. full screen you again. Yep. There's the nose of your flounder, but of course it's it's sitting flat, so you're looking at it side yeah, on. Yeah, right. And there's the tail. Yeah, I just can't cope with this thing at all. Back. Oh yeah. There's the tail sticking out this way. So you yeah. The little bend in the hook up through his nose, and then oh. you've the other part of the hook up out through his back. And actually, yeah. It's thanks to the Americans again for this. They call it a worm hook, and they actually. Yep. What they do is they push this lure right up hard. I'm trying to work out which way is left and right again. Right up hard against the hook. So the hook is sitting flat on the back of the lure. Oh, and yeah. Because it's a lot less likely to catch up on the weed. You know, if you're casting up into yeah. weed, isn't that? So it's called a weedless setup. And we don't, we don't right. really use it in New Zealand much. So this is a new thing. Kind of, a, it's been a little bit around, but never with a big lead weight on the bottom. So this is what we've right. just developed and just released. In fact, we call them the bleeder jig heads because we've put a little hole through this lead weight so that you can put that, that, that fish attractant paste in there again. So that's how Oh, yeah. Right, right. So no light on it. No light on it, but um, designed for fishing flounder, and you can use it with all manner of other what we call soft baits or soft plastic lures um, that imitate fish. And, um, yeah, so you're fishing it weedless by, by pushing it up against the hook. And then the other thing is you've got your weight underneath because most of this is, this is what we call soft baiting in New Zealand. Yeah, oh, there you go. You can see it set up on that one. But unfortunately, that, that, that's my header on my website and it kind of shaves. Yeah, that's fine. What I can do is I can just oh, scroll down to these. There they are. Yep. And can you see I've put a little fish face on them? Yeah, I see yeah. you've done that. That's yeah, quite cool, isn't it? Everybody likes a bit of personification. Eh? They like them to look <laughs> like there's, there's a bit of personality in them. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there we okay, go. So one ounce, half ounce, quarter, or two or, or three quarter ounce. Let's click on the two. Yeah, she's a big. That's the big boy. That's the one you fish in 50 meters of water. So, yeah. And, and this is different from in the United States when they fish these things. They're probably fishing in a lake or a pond or something and fishing really shallow a lot of the time. So. So for us in New Zealand, we need to be able to fish deep, so we've got to do it different. Is that something that you can drag across the bottom so it imitates the flounder, or how is that sort of... Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that those flounders are called dragsters? Aha, it all makes sense. And I like how it's got that sort of... It's almost got. It's almost like the the, the um, bow of a boat, isn't it? The yeah. front of that nose of that fish there. Yeah, it stops it from catching on the bottom so much. You know, you want you want to be able. To, well, we call it the dragster because the other thing you want to do is rather than fish it actively, you know, trying to twitch it and bring it back. Yeah. you can do that. There's a place for that. But then sometimes you get bored, so you just flick it out behind the boat and forget about it and just let it go. Oh, right. So you can sort of use it for trolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, okay. or just dragging on the bottom when you're drifting slow. And so you can just cast it. You can just like do a huge cast. Like that's what I used to like to do. It was just sort of like how far I could cast, really. Yeah. And then could you just sort of just slowly just bring it in, drag it across the bottom, and then just yeah. keep casting it out? Yeah, yeah, that's the one, mate. Yeah, just you want to make it look when you're doing that. The whole I love that kind of fishing because you're trying to imitate the whole thing. Is the skill in trying to trick yeah. this fish. To think that he was going to get dinner, you know, he thought that that was a real live fish because of the way yeah. he twitched it, <laughs> let it die, and let it kind of oh no, it's just struggling, it's obviously wounded, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you're sort of because I mean I heard someone talking today about um, 
you know, chickens, if you've got a, ch- a lame chicken in the chicken coop and it's bleeding or something, the rest of the chickens might come in there and start attacking them. Um, is it a bit like that? In, what's that, buddy? <laughs> She's a cruel world, mate. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's survival of the fittest, you know, and that's sort of the, 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 the rules of the jungle or, or whatever they say. But is it the sort of the same thing in the... the the uh, aquatic world. I think so, mate. You've done a bit of, you're a Kiwi bloke, you've done a bit of snorkeling and things like that, eh? you've been out there. And, yeah. and, and you think, I mean, you, you dive under the water and you go, well, how, how, why can I not catch a fish? There's fish everywhere down here, you know? And yeah. they've got their mouths closed, you know, they're not not always hungry. And and you look, you go, all these big ones, all they need to do is go like that and grab a small one. But they don't, Yeah. Because right? yeah. they, they, they're real energy conservation, they're real chill, they wait Till that there's that wounded one somewhere, and then boom, they're on it. You know? Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. And that's what you're trying to imitate all the time because they they don't want to waste their energy chasing, 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 and not catching. So you want to fool them into thinking this guy's a goner, you know, and I'm going to finish him off. That's what it's all about. Mm. So what about the islands? I mean, you're selling much of this stuff up up there throughout the Pacific. I mean, those guys just fishing like non-stop yeah yeah we should be mate we should be and i and this is this is why it's good to you know to be chatting on your show to be honest carly my wife and i we're kind of we're a one one woman one man band and, and we're getting there slowly so um so i won't i won't lie i won't say that we've we're supplying all the islands at the moment but we probably should be but but at the same time could be. yeah you know probably some different kind of lures for their fishing as well to be honest that, yeah well that's it i mean i know there's a lot of reef um, antics going on in the islands and we don't really have that problem with coral over yeah. here and your line's getting caught in it I imagine that could become quite frustrating um, have you got any experience fishing in the tropics or anything like that? I, I've done done a little bit, not not a lot to be honest mate one of the things that I've found is um, you can put in a lot of hours and you know, and it's good and you need to to get experience but that's where it's so much better if you're running something like this subscription thing where you've suddenly yeah. got a thousand people that are all getting your stuff and trying it all over the place. And, yeah. and that's the beauty of getting that feedback from a lot of people. Um, and, and to be, you know, like I, I've got a guy that I'm corresponding with at the moment who's, who's almost up in the Northern Territory of Australia. So these, what we call these slow pitch lures, you know, they are his forte, you know. So, so even before I kind of, while I was still making just rubber moulds and playing around with making some lead ones at home, I was talking to him and going, what works for you guys and, and how are you fishing them? Because to be honest, New Zealand, we they work here really well, but we're still learners when it comes to these guys. You know? So they want to talk yeah. to them know their stuff. That's, that's kind of, that's been a bit of the approach as well, you know? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I've heard you talk about your lead weights and... Um I mean, again, when I was a kid, uh, I'd occasionally pull out the old uh, camping stove and, you know, melt up some lead uh, and drop it in water and this, that and the other. Um, what sort of moulds are you starting with and how, how you sort of... <laughs> that sounds exactly like what you just said, bro. <laughs> just dropping it. <laughs> so, so actually, I should say when you go to it, because we've got a YouTube channel just called Globite Fishing, and 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 um, when we release a new lure and we send it out to all those subscribers, we always send a video with, you know, here's what we've developed, here's why we developed it, here's how to fish it, you know, and a whole bunch of tips and stuff and a bit of fishing action. So we do that. So 
So that channel's kind of growing all the time as well. And if you go on there, you'll see me doing exactly what you said. Camping stove, backyard, some attempt at trying to stand down wind so I'm not breathing too much lead fume. <laughs> all of that. And, and, yeah. um, and my mold is, um, I use a product um, from a state's called Alumalite. And, and okay. it's, it's like, it's like putty. And it's just kind of two rubber putty compounds, and you and you get equal portions and mix them together, and you just kind of keep molding it till I think white plus yellow becomes a kind of a pale yellow. So you've got a consistent colour, yeah, right. and then it goes off after about twenty minutes, and it's a beautiful molding compound, and it will it'll withstand that kind of three hundred plus degrees of molten lead. So you don't you don't it's not just a one off. I can make a mold, and then I can just keep. You know, I'll crank out 10 or 15 or 20 lures and give them out to guys that are testing stuff for me and go try this, you know, and they'll experience oh, it, which is it's good, you know. And, like, sometimes, like, some of my lures I'm making originally with um, with modelling clay. And like this one here, I actually made, I, I used to make a few surfboards back in the day. So, believe it or not, some of the things I learned in how to shape a surfboard went into shaping this little puppy, but, you know, on a miniature scale, trying to get in. The lines of symmetry right and everything and, and made it in balsa wood and then took the mold yeah, yeah and, then, and then i found it was too thick so the beauty of that was i was then able to get my balsa wood blank and shave a bit more off and tweak around and take another mold and then take another mold till we got it got it right you know so that's that's part of what we're doing so. oh it's funny you say that because um y- you know you mentioned that uh you shaped surfboards because I actually was thinking that they're like miniature surfboards, aren't they? Yeah, yes. And and the other thing though is, is cheap. And I'll, I'll just let you in on this. So once we've once we've got a prototype that we really like, then I then I cast one of these things and I send it off to another outfit. There's some good people around around the city, around Auckland here, and they all do a 3D scan of it for me. Oh, perfect. And so and so and then with that 3D scan. They can basically rotate it on the axis of symmetry and make sure that I've got it symmetrical. So they'll generate um, they'll generate graphic for me, which shows where my high spots are and where my low spots are, and they'll they'll correct it. They'll kind of use an auto corrector on it, yeah. computer aided design to get it perfect, perfectly symmetrical. Symmetrical. So that's that's been quite a nice thing. Plus. And then so um, when you get this produced um, offshore. Are you sending them um, the 3D CAD design rather than the 3D printed physical object? Yeah, yeah. I, I tried with the 3D object, but, mate, some of these places where you want to send this stuff, the couriers are not that good. And and, um, and so it's been a lot better to, to send a, a graphics file. That's, uh, yeah. We've got to. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's sort of where the future's going. And it's interesting... Um, have you considered um, just sort of starting in the? I mean, starting in the computer. I mean, you, you you're working in the workshop with the hands on stuff. I mean, at some stage, you know, that's the sort of logical next step, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest, my my skills in that area are not huge, but that that lure that you were commenting on, that really long one that we called the lightning rod, that's exactly yeah. what that one. I kind of went. Yeah. Right. In that case, I just went. I, I know the kind of angles I'm looking for. I know where I need to have volume in the lead to get the strength that I need. And so I yep. just started playing with, um, and then sometimes it's for me, it's actually quite basic programs. Um, yeah. 
when I've been known to, to, to mock something up and publish it, you know, and just go, that's kind of that's kind of the shape, and send that off and get the guys to, to work on it from there. But yeah, cool. that way, I've got to get the um, I've got to get the, the the prototypes back from them um, to make sure we've got it right, you know, to and then keep tweaking it. So it's actually better to do what I was telling you and and, and physically make a balsawood rot mold, take a lead, yeah. take a lead sample off that, check the action, and then and then um, then go to go to getting it scanned and, and working it up that way. I found it's better than because my yeah, it's good. Not, yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you, you just you, you've already done your R and D. You've worked through the processes. You've figured out what workflow works for you. I mean, there's no point in reinventing the wheel. You know, mm. everyone's sort of saying, "Oh, we've always got to keep um, trying to like keep up to date or or, or or something like that." I mean, it sounds like you're already doing it. So, I mean, like, you know. Well, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, that for me has got to be a big part of, of growing the business is, is playing to the skills of, of other people, not just um, not just me, you know. So, so, um, so with those those ones that you had on the screen before, the, the little what we call the bleeder jig heads, the um, yeah, they had the hook with the lead weight on it. So, yep. again, a guy in Auckland who's just really good on that computer design stuff, I made the original molds and made the prototype for one which was about the about the um three quarter ounce i think it was and then he took you know scanned there and from that he was able to and i don't even know the exact terminology because i don't know how this stuff works but one of my sure. videos on, on the youtube channel i'm sitting there in his office and we're kind of rotating it and going well let's you know we had to take it from from three quarter ounce into that great big two ounce puppy that you had on screen you know so oh, i see got, Drop the belly of it. Let's stretch it. You know, and there'll be people out there that um, that know how all that kind of stuff works. But for me, it's pretty mind blowing technology. You know, and it's it's putting contour lines on it and everything, and we can see. Oh no, we just need to raise it a bit. And, yeah, yeah. Well, fun. I can imagine that sort of um, getting it the right shape so that weight it weighs the right amount yeah. is a bit of a juggling act in it in, of itself. Yeah. Can yeah, you yeah. sort of run that through the simulation, like yeah, volume and yeah. weight? He, he was actually delighted that I came with that job because it was the first, gave him the excuse to play with a new program. I've forgotten the name of what he was using, but he could actually, it's always contact, it's calculating the volume and then he's yeah. into it, you know, the, the specific the mass lead, you know, so yeah, it's calculating your mass all the time. And, and we were literally going, yeah, but we want it to be another 0.2 of a gram heavier than that. And we're playing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. Because it's interesting when um, when you've got products like, I mean, like I guess the quarter pound is the perfect example, isn't it? You know, you take that, that meat patty and slap it on a scale and it's never going to be a quarter of a pound. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of, you know, is is a, a little bit more a good thing or not. But no, just being able to actually use the technology, being able to... Uh, volum volumetrically figure out the mass in uh, side of a simulation. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool that you're able to go that far with it. It's, it's been good fun, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and yeah, like I said, originally it was it was like literally, you know, modelling clay. But really, as yeah. we've grown business, we've been able to access some of those resources and those skills that other people have got, which has been 
been really good for it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. so um, I mean, it's that time of the year. Everyone's trying to figure out what the you know everyone's left it too damned late. Half of the people are, are freaking out like they don't even want to have to step into malls because um, whether it's they want to um, check your pass, your scan your card, or wear your mask. Um, yeah. Some people just want to go fishing, damn it. And maybe they're already away on holiday. Um, you've got gifts, you've got subscriptions. Um, maybe a gift. How, how does gifting work? Yeah, so so with the subscription thing, that's been a bit of a trick, eh? Because you've got to get that pers- the, the right person to put in there all their email details and everything like that. So we do have people that subscribe their friend, um, but but it's hard to make sure that you've got the friend's address and the friend's email address. And so the gifting was the way to do it. So you buy, buy you know, so for the for the subscription box, our, our basic entry level is $10 a month. Gets you about $45 worth of product in your box every three months. So how does that work? So you're getting a bit of a discount on it. You know? so, so, um, so that's, what, 120 bucks a year um, and, and, I think twenty bucks for the courier. So, so a fifty dollar, hundred and fifty dollar gift voucher. You get that for your mate, and they'd have the subscription box for sent out to them four times a year, and they'd have a bit of change left over to to grab a fishing lure off the side as well. So, yeah, perfect. Okay, so these these vouchers are uh, on site currency, effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's a voucher to to purchase anything up to that value on the Fishing Innovators website and you can drop ah. a bit of extra coin if, you, you know, if you're needing another dollar to, to, to get what, it, what you want or you can store it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. How much you can store it for next time. So. A little bit of a top-up. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, well, it looks like um, it lo- looks like you've got all the sins there and um, if you want to go onto that website, it's fishinginnovators.co.nz and I tell you... Um, there's a fish photos gallery on there. I'm going to quickly skim through it and um, have a look at these things. So most of those shots, yeah, most of those have been sent in by, by the guys, you know, the, the test team. All the subscribers have kind of flicking in photos of, um, of fish that they've caught. That one there, 20, 27 and a half pounds. And I know that guy, and he caught that on a spot where I fished that spot so many times. I've never caught a fish anything like that. And he goes out there. Within a week of us releasing that lure and catches that fish. What part of the country is that in? You don't have to get specific. It's definitely in the Hauraki Gulf, mate. Yeah, not too far from where okay. I live. So anybody who knows me would know just how, how green I am over that fish. But but it was nice. <laughs> always, good, always good to get a photo with the lure in its mouth. Much appreciated. What's this thing, a John Dory or something? John Dory, yeah. <laughs> good eating fish, I hear. Good Beautiful tasty. Fish. And we seem to catch a lot of them on these on those grumpy fish, especially. It's a real slow moving lure, and I don't know if you yep. see Johnny under the water. He's a real cruiser, eh? Almost looks like a dead thing, like a skeleton the way they move through the water. But then your mouth expands and they grab it. Yeah. What are we looking at here? Kingfish. Kingies like beautiful. Yeah. Well, good fun. So they always give big, a good fight, those guys. Big stakes off there, mate. Yeah. Another twenty pounder within about a week of releasing a, that lure that was out off um, uh, Coromandel. 
Well, check it out, guys. We could probably be here for 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 for, uh, for yonks looking at these few photos here. Beautiful fish, and it looks like a lot of happy, healthy people out there um, getting some of that quality kai. And also, I mean, fishing you get a bit of a workout as well, don't you? Sometimes. Well, right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Even standing in the boat some days, eh? Come on. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, buddy, hey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the show, Wes. Cheers, Benny. It's been good. Good, good to chat, mate. And, uh, hopefully, we'll see you out there. Look, give us, a, give us a yell if you wanted to get out on the water, mate. We'll have to go out and do it. Yeah, cool. Well, my brother's a very, very keen fisherman. He absolutely loves it. Um, so I might have to have a yarn with you and see if we can get something figured out. Sounds good, mate. Yeah, hey, cool. Christmas. Okay, buddy, you can hang around backstage if you like, and we're going to finish up the show in the next couple of minutes. Cheers, man. Sounds good. I'll do it. Beautiful. Oh, man, oh, man. What a guest. Um, a real, what I like to call, alpha male. <laughs> uh, we're going to bring in our uh, producer, co-host, intern, um, camp mother, little sister, Selenia uh, Spain. How's your mic working? You have enjoy at your end? Slight technical difficulties here, ladies and gentlemen. But I can assure you... Uh, She's been working all week and uh, she's been making sure that this production happens. And uh, you've got your Chris, you've got your festive lights up there. I see you've, uh, I mean, they're creating quite a cool sort of um, streaking effect, aren't they? Very cool. Okay, Selena, so um, what's, what's, what's happened to your mic? Is it really not? It's scuffed. Can you plug it in, plug it out three times? All right, no problem whatsoever. Hey, Selena Spain, thanks for uh, thanks for lining everything up. We'll talk backstage. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's check, check, check. One, two, three. I can hear the background music. We'll talk after the show, man. Oh man, uh, what a show it's been. Uh, talking smack with Benny Max Sunday night. Uh, extravaganza. Thanks to everybody in the chat, uh, Jonathan Kompala. Michael Bastis, old mate Kiwi Bear, and uh, everyone else. OG Majestic Lion, uh, he wanted to come through. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this show up. Everybody, it is 10 p.m. Boom! Uh, we're going to go fishing one day, and um, it's going to be a hoot. And uh, we might even live stream it to do a live product review. Wouldn't that be quite extraordinary? And uh, again, thanks everybody for joining in. It's your brother, Benny Mac, for another episode of Talking Smack with Benny Mac. And we've been live on the Thane and Sophia Network. This has been another episode of Talking Smack. <laughs> <laughs>